Hello Arlington and welcome to Board Wrap-Up. I'm your host Dan Adams. I'm the Director of Policy and Communication for the Arlington County Board and I'm excited to bring you this new format to inform, engage, and uh, dialogue with our stakeholders, our residents, business owners, and everyone else that has uh, an interest in Arlington. What we're looking for is to increase our ability to be able to present information, to keep everyone uh, up to date on the board's uh, governance, actions, and, and present it in an easy way uh, for the community to uh, access and digest, and not just easy, but very equitable. Uh, we want to increase our reach and make sure that we're always available, uh, transparent, and accountable uh, so everyone can follow along and hear more in depth about the things that the board is up to, different initiatives, uh, everything from ordinances to uh, fiscal changes and allocations and everything in between. So this is the first episode, kind of a test episode. Uh, we'll be taking some video from the uh, January 4th organizational meeting and uh, using the sound bites and uh, some of the information from the board members to compile this first episode to test it out and get it out into the community. And we look forward to our first uh, uh, actual episode uh, next week after the recessed meeting on uh, January 25th. Uh, but for now, for starters, uh, let's hear a little bit about um, safe, uh, stable, and affordable housing here in Arlington from some of your county board members. Much of Arlington's committed affordable housing stock is aging, and that demands new approaches to keeping apartments in good repair and helping renters get their housing problems addressed. And new steps are already underway, including inspections and a comprehensive capital needs assessment. We will start holding landlords even more accountable using new terms in our affordable housing investment fund loans. And we will improve support and outreach for tenants because it shouldn't require a stay at home order to know that staying in a safe and healthy home is a human right. Now I am also pleased and proud that over the last two years, Arlington has in the face of strong headwinds made such positive strides toward our housing goals by continuing to invest in redevelopment proposals that create moderately priced units, leveraging resources to make some of those units affordable to those with even lower incomes, and entering into really innovative and interesting partnerships that through land use planning will create quality new development of moderately priced homes. But as we think about this year ahead, as we think about what we must yet do, I look forward to considering uh, recommendations from the missing middle housing study so that we can better meet the demand for different types of housing while having the great opportunity to set standards for how that housing can enhance our neighborhoods and ensure our long-term sustainability. And we must also work, and I share the eagerness that you have expressed, each of you so far has, has expressed regarding expanding housing choices in Arlington. I'm determined to bring thoughtful proposals to before us. I'm gonna support wholeheartedly the effort to have a vote moving forward so we can work on expanding housing choices and help people move up the economic ladder in 2022. I also invite and I need to work and I want to work on affordable home ownership, which is a difficult challenge, but a priority that I wanna find a way forward on this year.
So there you can see it or hear it uh, that, you know, for the Arlington County Board, safe, stable and affordable housing uh, for everyone uh, is a priority. And with great partnerships uh, with, you know, amazing and, and generous uh, groups and individuals and such as Amazon and, and the Barcraft situation, uh, I think Arlington's going to have, you know, great opportunities um, for wonderful housing for, for all residents. Uh, for years to come, as you can see by this particular venture, uh, 99 years. Uh, you know, what an amazing uh, dedication uh, you know, to our residents. Uh, let's uh, switch gears a little bit now and uh, talk a little bit about the environment, uh, climate change, uh, weather patterns, uh, you know, very concerning for the board. And um, here are some ways that uh, they're going to address it. Um, first, climate change, of course. We will continue here in Arlington to keep adapting as fast as we can. But despite our best efforts, I'm pretty sure we will likely always be behind where we want to be with stormwater capacity, renewable energy, trees and green space, transit and biking, and local food production with our friends of urban agriculture and our new indoor farming businesses. Arlington will not be self-sufficient with locally produced food and energy anytime soon, but I think steps in that direction and to have the whole region move in that direction are absolutely crucial to our future health and resiliency in a changing climate. On climate change, the science tells us that this challenge is more urgent than it's ever been. We made a huge agreement. The 2020 purchase of a solar farm in Southwest Virginia was a huge step forward towards 2025. But we still have 10, 15% to go on that 2025 goal. And we have a long way to go to really be on a path to realize that difficult goal of 2035. So we're doing we're making investments in stormwater management that um, I know we're all pleased with. We have more to do there. We've worked on electric vehicles, but we're gonna need to push for transformational change ideas, specific ideas like you mentioned, Mr. Dorsey, but also the big ideas that can push us forward on climate change. Climate emergency response is not an option today. What is an option is whether we want to lead with innovative and courageous solutions or not. And I believe that we have everything it takes and, and also to be leaders and to have, and we have great opportunities to actually make a, essential progress in 2022. The electrification of, and design of new buildings, uh, leading by example, uh, when these new projects are public projects, supporting the electrification of public transit and making measurable progress in walking and cycling infrastructure, enhancing our tree canopy and introducing meaningful protections for natural resources, including mature trees. And finally, let's hear from the board about such an important topic that it actually flows through all the other ones. It is, uh, it's a linchpin. It is a tie that binds us all together uh, with all these different issues, whether it be housing, whether it be climate change, economics, uh, whether it be healthcare or transportation, uh, and that is equity. And uh, so let's take a moment and hear some of the thoughts from some of the board members in regards to Arlington um, and uh, equity. 
We have also learned over these past two years that our neighborhoods are strongest when they are integrated, not just in the traditional sense of racial and ethnic integration, but also in ages and stages of life. Consider the young professional who could grocery shop for the at-risk seniors next door, the baby boomers who had room for their adult children to move back in while maintaining some independence, the college student who could take a break from their online classes and give a break to the parents of a virtual kindergartner next door. Consider the types of housing that support these multi-generational interactions. Renters who live next to longtime homeowners, basement apartments, backyard cottages, modest starter homes, duplexes, triplexes. We know that our housing stock doesn't support this kind of integration and interaction in large swaths of Arlington, and that legalizing forms other than one house on one lot is an important act to better integrate our neighborhoods. I can't wait to take clear legislative action on the expanding housing choice study in 2022 to do exactly that. And we've also had great work done in realizing Arlington's commitment to equity by normalizing equity considerations and beginning to operationalize equity in the work of our government. Now I'd like for us to take the next step and affect action throughout our community by convening and or participating in coalitions that bring together businesses, researchers, community organizations, among others, where we can build upon our work to date of developing an understanding of why inequities persist so that we can bring and move all of these interested parties together towards working to cure the underlying disease of systemic racism. The continuous inequity-focused social safety net intervention, uh, which Mr. DeFerranti spearheaded in many occasions, uh, to, to provide essential support from food to rental assistance to public broadband to financial support to our small businesses. Uh, this included also supporting our schools and the whole different level that, that enabled them to open safely and continue to operate safely more than actually many other school systems in the region and beyond. So what connects in my opinion, every single item in our local government's long list of accomplishments in 21 is its focus on Arlington values, actually. We take seriously equity, inclusion, compassion, and solidarity. And focus on Arlington values does not mean that there are no differences in opinion. It means that there is always common ground and that what unites us is always more powerful than what potentially divides us.